You're good to go. Sounds good. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talk to Danielle show. I am Danielle C. Baker. And on today's episode, we will be uh, featuring dads again. I invite you to watch a previous episode that I did on uh, the father figure that matters. And today we're going to be talking about changing the narrative and how it is important to give a positive image to fathers. And I have an amazing guest today, Anthony Richard Ray. He's on, he has his own podcast called Dad, Can We Talk? And uh, I invite you to, to look for it because it does really shed a, a positive light on fatherhood and on fathers that do show up for their children. So thank you, Anthony, for uh, for being on today. I really appreciate it. All right, you're welcome. I thank you for the opportunity. That's great. Now, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Just kind of talk about your story and and uh, how you got here. Well, for me, I am um, a father of three. I have a nine year old, a six year old, and a five year old. Um, <laughs> been married to my wife for ten years. Uh, shout out to my wife. Um, <laughs> and really, the way I got here is um, I became a dad in 2013. And um, me growing up without a dad, uh, I was just really just I made it my thing to make sure that I wasn't what my dad was. And so that was kind of like my start you know I was like I'm just gonna be the best dad that I can be make sure I'm just there for my kid and then um you know progressively as I started having more kids then I had my second child 2015 then my third one 2016 and (laughs) you know just doing regular dad things you know taking care of my children like I should um you know and I always have my children with me everywhere I go usually my wife is at work and um I'm if I'm when I get off work, I go pick my kids up from school and we just go do what we do. Run errands, go to the bank, go to the grocery store, uh, go here and there all over the world. And my babies are just always tagging along. If I'm doing ministry, whenever I just have my kids with me. And I started noticing that people would give me these what I would call I wouldn't necessarily call them backhanded compliments, but sometimes it felt like that, uh, like. For instance, one time I was in the grocery store and, um, you know, this guy, he was smiling at me. He was like, hey, man, he was like, I just really like love to see what you're doing. You know, I see that you're with your kids for the weekend. Oh, and I was just, you know, I kind of didn't really know how to react to it because I'm like, no, not for the weekend, just in the store with my kids like I always do. And, you know, I would receive compliments like that a lot or, you know, I would just have people, you know, just all the time, you know, just saying, oh, I just really love seeing dads with the kids. But I always felt like they only said it to me because I was black with my black children and Mm -hmm. I would see white guys all the time doing the same thing that I'm doing. But I didn't really see them getting compliments and. It just, for for me, it made me feel like, you know, wow, is that the picture that we have of Black dads? I mean, and I understand it. I will say that, that I do understand where it comes from. But I'm like, I can go and get 50 to 75, 100 dads right now that I know personally, you know, that's just like me. 
everywhere I look, yeah. I see dads like me. And so that just made me uh, one February. I was like for Black History Month, I'm going to name a black. Uh, I'm going to highlight a different black dad on my Facebook mm. for all the 28 days of February. Yeah. And that's how I did that. And it just it caught a lot of attention. People were just loving it. And I'm like, man, I'm having a hard time picking a dad for every day because I have so many. And after that, I was like, man, you know what? I need to start a podcast where I can bring these dads on and let them tell their own stories. I shouldn't have to tell their stories for them. I want them to tell their own stories. And it just kind of went from there. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm glad you brought that up because it is definitely there's definitely a, a generalization on that. And uh, I, I worked in daycares. I worked in schools for for 19 years. So I see the great dads that are out there. And there were some that that backhanded compliment. I like I'm going to use that. I like how you said that because I used to sit there going, am I supposed to say thank you or am I supposed to want to punch you in the mouth right now? You know, <laughs> but, but um, especially since you're the only one they're complimenting. But yeah, there was one where there was no mom. The mom was absent. And this dad was fighting every day to prove himself that he was a great dad. And he was an amazing dad. And I, I was just like, you know, that shouldn't happen. So it's great. And that's what I like about your show is you're bringing all these, these great men that, that can actually become a new um, positive or mentor, you know, something that's a positive image for other men to say, Hey, no, it's, we, we can we are doing this we should uh we should pat ourselves on a on the back and yeah. change the narrative yeah uh, how would you say that fatherhood changed you the most when you know fatherhood has challenged me in so many ways man <laughs> it, it's challenged it's made me see so many things about myself that i didn't know um didn't know how impatient i was um like, that's like the biggest thing for me, you know, just working on being patient, you know, as much as I want my kids to do, you know, especially now at the ages that they are now, as much mm -hmm. as I want them to, you know, do exactly what I say when I say it. And at times, they just don't do it, you know, even yeah. today, just now, before we came on here and I was like, all right, whatever, I'm done talking. I got to go do this podcast. And I've been telling them to do the same thing since about 3.30 today. And it's 6 o'clock now, and they're still, I'm like, how is it not done, man? How? Yeah. But every time I start thinking like that, you know, I feel like God just begins to show me ways in my life that I'm just the same, you know, where there's certain things that I shouldn't be doing still to this day. And I've been doing it for years, you know, things that I need to work on within myself. And so it kind of helps me to see that, you know, I just got to be patient with them and, you know, continue to just love on them, continue to give them the discipline that I give them and, you know, just be patient, you know, and at some point it'll work, it'll, they'll begin to change. So, um, yeah, patience has been like the biggest thing that fatherhood has taught me thus far. Yeah. And that's a big one because you're being tested every day, <laughs> every day. <laughs> you're thinking on the days that you're like, I got this. I got this. I, I, I did this. And then they just throw something else at you. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because I do that at work all the time. You know, at times I'm at work and I'm like, man, today 
I'm not going to fuss. I'm not going to yell. You know, I'm going to do all these great things. And on my way home, I'm just pumping myself up. Man, I can't wait to see my babies and all of this stuff. And then once I get them about an hour in, they'll test me. And then I'm just like, oh, here it comes. Oh, no, I'm going to fail again. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess I got to try tomorrow. You know, yeah. and you know, I, I tell myself that I'm going to I'm going to be I'm, I'm not going to be bothered by anything today. I'm going to be good. And then mm-hmm. it all goes up in my face within 10 minutes. <laughs> and that's just normal so for anybody who's who's listening in just know that it's it's not just you everybody everybody's going through this um what would you say or, or did, did you have anyone or was there anything that was kind of served as a role model for you to show up for your kids the way that you do Ooh, um <laughs> not necessarily not really growing up um, once I did have my kids though, at that time in my life, I was in a good place. So, uh, I had my pastor on my side and, uh, he taught me a lot and he helped me a lot with, um, just dealing with the whole fatherhood and just this whole new life that I was in. And, um, uh, a couple of the guys at my church, my friend, Jason King, uh, my man, Ralph Robinson, my man, Sean Nico, just <laughs> these guys that were around me at that time. And they were all dads. So when I met all of them, they were all married with kids. And I was just this young kid that came into the church and I'm like, wow, these are some different guys. I'm not used to hanging around guys like this, but, um, <laughs> It was good to see them. And then also my brother, my brother, my oldest brother, he was a single dad at the time. And so um, just watching my brother take custody of his son and seeing everything that he did, knowing, you know, he was just like me without our dad. And um, just to see him, he was like a great inspiration for me to see how he handled everything and the, the pressures of life that came at him. So I had a few guys in my corner as I got older, but growing up, I really didn't see it. Um, Really didn't have anyone there, but you know, I'm thankful for the guys that I did have. Once I did have kids, I'm thankful that I had a support group. Yeah. Yeah. And you did mention that sometimes you just see it in a way where you see um, things growing up that you're thinking, that's not how I'm going to show up as a dad. So indirectly it kind of influences you at the same time. But um, I was, I wanted to know, actually, that I like to make the fun stuff and say, what do you like to do with your kids? I know the kids are different. They have different personalities, but what would you say is your favorite thing to do with your kids? Um, it's a lot of things we do. What I found lately, I really watch, like watching them read. Uh, my son, he's just now reading. And I was watching them last night. You know, I was helping him with some of his homework. He's in first grade. And uh, just watching him read, I don't know, it just does something to me. I'm like, wow, this is really one of my, he was just a little baby just some years ago. And now to see him working out problems and, you know, seeing him happy, I just like to see them happy, honestly. Um, See them excited about doing good in something. So helping them with math, oh, I just... It does something for me to see them solve a problem. And I'm just like, what? Man, yes. Give me a high five on that one, man. Uh, and then during the week, we, we go to the gym a lot. Um, 
I just like I take them out to the playground and let them play. Uh, I play some basketball and just let them run around the gym. So that's one of their things that they look forward to every week. And um, yeah, just keeping them busy. That's some just giving them things to do other than being in the house on uh, having screen time. So just trying yeah. to just keep them busy at all times. Okay. Keep them busy and keep them moving. So then that way you get a break later on. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Dad? Can we talk? Can you talk about your, your podcast? Uh, well, yeah, just continuing on what I talked about earlier. You know, once I uh, decided that I was going to do a podcast, um, you know, it was funny because I was in the library one day with the kids, just took them to the library, let them read and stuff. And I got on the computer and I was like, I just went on Google and put how to start a podcast. I got my phone notes out and I just wrote all these things. You know, it was just first, I think it was like pick a topic, a topic that you're passionate about. And I'm like, and, and it said passionate, you're passionate about it and you have a lot of knowledge about it. And I'm like, well, fatherhood is something that I do every day and I live this every day. So easy fatherhood. Uh, and then it was, it says something about come up with the name. And when I thought of the name, you know, I went to thinking dad talk. I'm like, ah, too generic. Yeah. Uh, I came through some other names. I'm like, ah, that doesn't work. And then something just popped in my head. Dad, can we talk? And I just said it a few times. Dad, can we talk? Man, that, that sounds kind of good. I'm like, dad, can we talk? I'm like, yeah, I like that one. And from there, I wrote that down. And um, <clears throat> I knew I wanted to. Um, you know, like I said, highlight black dads and, um, you know, have a podcast where I interview dads about, you know, just getting the stories of dads so that people can hear it from the mouths of these men. And from there, that's what I did. And um, I started at the at a radio station. I ran the idea by my friend who was working at a radio station. Shout out to my <laughs> man, Kirk Jerkins. And um, he was he just gave me, I, he sat down and listened to me for five minutes, talk about it. And he was like, man, listen, you already have the idea. You don't even need me. Mm -hmm. And he offered me a free hour of airtime every week. Oh, wow. Come on, man. Seriously. He was like, yeah, man, just tell me when you want to start. I was like, we can start next week. If you want. <laughs> and so it kind of started with that format where I wasn't necessarily interviewing people. We just I was coming up with different topics <clears throat> and we had segments throughout the hour. And I like that, but it wasn't really what I was aiming for. Um, I did bring a few guys to the radio station to interview them, but there was a lot of a lot of politics around radio. Certain things you can't do, can't say. It was just too yeah. much. <clears throat> And I felt like my guests, I couldn't allow my guests to have the freedom that I wanted them to have. And mm -hmm. so after about a year, um, I just told my friend that I didn't want to do it anymore. And honestly, at that time, I had, I kind of got discouraged about it. And I was like, maybe God didn't tell me to do that. Mm -hmm. and so I, I just let it go. Um, and I, I totally stopped. You know, I wasn't even thinking about it anymore. And um I ended up getting back in school to get my degree. Uh, I got into a media communications program at Full Sail University. And 
when I went there, maybe about four or five months in, I took a class that taught me how to make a logo. And it was pretty easy. I was like, man, this isn't that hard, man. I'm like, I do have this one podcast that I've been thinking about starting for the longest. And I started playing around with the logo and the current iteration of it. Um, if anyone that might watch the video, it's on my shirt here. And, yeah. Um, I just started. I, I came up with this concept right here. Well, the original concept, it didn't match. Um, at first, it was like a silhouette of you could tell it was like a silhouette of these two businessmen with the suits on. You could tell mm. they were white. And I was like, it doesn't really match yeah. what I'm going for. You know, it doesn't. I want it to look more like the people that I'm targeting. And so I was like, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. <laughs> and I found the two guys on the shirt. And they just, I don't know, they just kind of, yeah. my, my niece always tells me one of the guys looks like me. <laughs> and, um, so I was like, man, that looks perfect for what I'm aiming for. Yeah. And once I saw that and I showed it to my wife and I ran it by a few of my friends and they were like, man, I love that. I love the concept. I love everything about it. And I was talking with one of my mentors and he was like, man, you tell me about this podcast every time you come to my house. Why haven't you started it yet? I was like, I don't know, man. And he, he I was like, you know what? Give me a date and a time. You're going to be my first guest. Mm. Like, cool. And if you go to my episode one, that was my mentor. And um, that's how I got it started, February 2020. And uh, from there, you know, I just started reaching out to all the guys that I know. And now it's mm. to the point to where now people reach out to me on Instagram and email. Um, a guy from England reached out to me a few months back. Um, I interviewed him on Zoom. Um, I've interviewed two guys in Seattle that reached out to me and interviewed a guy in Oklahoma, one guy in uh, North Carolina, one guy in Virginia. So it's just started reaching out with people who were recognizing it. And, um, you know, it just went from all the local dads that I know. And, mm -hmm. you know, so it's growing. Um, not as much as I know it could, you know, I haven't even put any type of marketing into it or behind it. So, uh, but it's growing. It's, it's been really good. It's been a blessing to me to hear guys call me or when they see me in the neighborhood or something, you know, they just come up to me and express how much they are appreciative of what I'm doing and for giving dads a voice. So um, if anything, if I don't do anything else with the podcast, it's successful to me. And it's reached a lot of people. And uh, I feel like I've given a lot of guys a voice that no one else would give a voice to. So, uh, yeah, it's been a blessing. That's amazing. I didn't know that you were the one that created that logo because it is a really good logo <laughs> for what you're doing. And the title, that's the first thing that I caught my eye was when I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, that one's a good one, too. <laughs> that's amazing. And like you said, it's the fact that it has an impact on people that don't have that voice it's it's really all that's all that's all about so it's awesome but that brings me actually to my next question is how, you know can you tell us what you see in the transformation when you put a positive spin in uh, for black dads especially because that's really what you're you're just trying to send that message out there 
do you see uh, in those people that come up to you and tell you, talk about your show? Do you see that transformation that, that can kind of help the, the people switch that, you know, to, to, to change that stereotype? Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm starting to see it more and more now. Um, it's funny because now people are starting to recognize me. I was in, I was doing um, DoorDash the other night and I was just sitting inside of a wing stop waiting for this order. And there were two guys over on the corner talking. I knew one of the guys, I didn't know him, but I just know of him. And they were just sitting talking. But the other guy, he just kept looking at me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe he knows me. And he he stopped talking. He was like, hey, um, are you the guy that does the, you know, the the one thing, you know, for the men or something positive for men or dads or something? I think it's like a, a, a dad talk show or something. I'm like, yeah, it's dad. Can we talk? And he was like, man, hey, listen, I like what you're doing. And it, it just, I'm like, this is a random guy that I've never met. You know, there's people that recognize me just here in my city. And, <clears throat> you know, just from, from a dad standpoint, dads are just so appreciative because you know, sometimes I interview dads that, like I say, some people would never even give these people the time of day. If I'm yeah. being honest, you know, they they don't have anything going on with themselves or anything, you know, from what society would say. But when I see these guys and I know their stories and I'm like, man, you have so much to say. You have so much to offer you know, and I know no one else would look at you like you're special and you have anything to say, but I feel like you have something to say. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have, you know, guys that I know that are dealing with child support, you know, something that I'm grateful that I don't have to deal with. Uh, guys that I know that are going through custody battles right now, fighting for their children, fighting to even just be able to see their children. Things that I'm not, I don't have any experience with because I don't have that story. So giving them the opportunity to speak and, you know, when they, after they're done, they tell me that there's a lot of people like family members of theirs and friends of theirs that come up to them and say, man, I didn't even know you had all that stuff going on. Mm. I even knew that you had, you know, that you were fighting for this or fighting for that. And because of that one interview and me asking them questions and allowing them to speak for themselves, it gives people clarity. Like, man, you know, sometimes you can think you know what someone is going through mm-hmm. until you sit down and actually talk with them and hear from them, you know, because we hear certain things about people and we might assume, oh, okay, they're going through this or, oh, I, I know what they're going through, but you don't know unless you sit down and talk with them, you can't say you know what that person is going through. And so I'm mm-hmm. very big on that. So, I'm big on sitting down and getting understanding, even if I don't agree with people. You know, there's people that's come on the podcast that say things that I don't agree with, but I understand it once they tell me. I'm like, I understand why you might feel that way. And I understand why you think that way. I don't agree with it, but hey, that's not my my issue. You know, I'm just, I want you to get your story out there. So to be able to give dads that and women, so many women have come to me since I started this podcast and just told me how much they appreciate the podcast because they're like, you, you actually get men to talk. You know, yeah. I wish I could have got my cousin to talk or I wish I could get my brother to talk or even their dads sometimes 
to be able to hear their dads verbalize certain things. Uh, one of my friends came on and his daughter, uh, I remember talking with uh, his wife and his daughter and they was like, we had no idea you even felt certain ways, you know, things that you said, you know, yeah. because a lot of times men, we don't verbalize these things, you know, so exactly. the big thing too with the podcast, I really wanted to help men uh, feel safe to talk. And that's what's beautiful about the show because you you really you really said something pivotal here is men are not supposed to express their frustrations they're not supposed to show that they're struggling they're supposed to just bury it all down and just hope that they don't blow up like a pressure cooker and they have no outlet and nobody can really understand so those I I've noticed that even five years ago there weren't that many you know, dads for dads group. Yeah. And there's more and more of these. And it's so important to have that the support for men, because otherwise, I mean, the stats are there. Men have health issues later on, anger issues, heart problems, everything, all of that stems to that. the fact that. Mm-hmm. I love that Go ahead. Because when I, when I first got the idea for dad, can we talk back in 2017? In 2017, one of another reason why I, I wanted to start a podcast myself because I'm an avid podcast listener. So when I went to search for podcasts, there was just a few dad podcasts out there. If you go and search today, you can find a plethora of them. They're everywhere. But back in 2017, there weren't podcasts out, especially on fatherhood and especially black dads, because I did find a few um a few guys there was some like there was this one white dad that i would listen to and then there was um this one podcast with the two dads on it and they were it was a good podcast but i was like ah, it's not really you know something that i can necessarily relate to i think yeah. if if i'm thinking about guys that i know right now would they listen to this and be able to relate they probably wouldn't and so I'm like, man, let me start one that speaks of fatherhood from a black man, from a black dad's perspective, you yeah. know, where we talk our own language, where we can understand one another and be able to relate. And that was there was none. I, I mean, I searched YouTube. I searched Apple Podcasts. I went on Google and I just couldn't find it at that time. And so when I started it back in. I actually got it into what it is now in 2020. But back when I was at the radio station in 2018, it was there was nothing. There was nothing. And you're right. You need to find um, an, an out where people will understand your reality. And, and sometimes you don't get that out there. So that's, that's your show is helping a lot of people. Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit. And I'm curious to know with your life experience, what kind of wisdom have you picked up along the way that you said, I definitely want my kids to know this so it can make their life a little easier. Ooh. Um, <laughs> for one, uh, it's something that I tell my kids even today. Don't be like dad and wait until you're in your thirties to get your degree when you have a wife and kids. Don't do that. Don't wait that long. Don't. It's possible. You know, I did it, you know, and I passed with, a, I think, 3.6, 3.7 GPA. So I did it. But there were so many hurdles that I had to jump. And even still today, you know, I got my bachelor's degree back in 
uh, December. And it's so difficult for me to change my career now because I, I work in a warehouse right now and warehouse yeah. pays. And so with me having three kids and a wife and a house that we just bought two years ago, I can't just up and jump and switch careers. And this is an entirely different career. I've been in warehousing for the last 10 years. And um, <clears throat> it's been very difficult because I know that most likely if I'm going to find work, the work that I want in my <laughs> career, I'm going to have to, for one, relocate probably to a bigger yeah. city. Uh, and it's just not easy. You know, it's just not an easy thing to just pack your family up and leave and go, you know. And, you know, I did get a job interview and they were saying it's maybe about two hours away from me. And they were saying that I could work remote three days, but I would have to come to the office two days. And so they were worried about the commute. You know, if I would be commute and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of hard. I'm like, man, I just if I just would have did this stuff earlier in my life before I got this deep into, you know, my family and all of these things. That's something that I tell my kids right now. Know what you're going to do. You know, uh, at least have some type of idea and focus in school. It's not difficult. For some reason, I just didn't, you know, I went to college right after high school in 2007 when I graduated. And I spent the next four years horse playing, you know, yeah. thinking that life was a joke and I got time and I'm still young and all of that. Man, I'm paying for all of those decisions, you know, 15 years later because I, I thought, you know, I couldn't see to, to, uh, to today. You know, I didn't know, that, you know, at one point I would want to be serious about life and I would have uh, kids that are looking up to me and a wife looking to me. I didn't see that at that time. So that's something that I tell my kid. I was just telling a young man yesterday that I was talking to you know, talking to him about graphic design, you know, telling him, you know, look into it, man, look into graphic design, web design, you know, uh, just start looking because he was telling me he wanted to play basketball. I'm like, yeah, that's 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 good. But even NBA players, they retired 35, 32, 30 years old and they have to have a career after that, you know, mm -hmm. so don't bank on that. You know, have something that you can do just in case basketball doesn't work. Know yeah. what you want to do, man, and have some type of career path in mind so that you don't be like me, 32 years old, trying to take classes, doing online classes full time, trying to juggle kids. It's too much. Right. Headache. Yeah. I mean, you get it done, but if you can make it easier on your kids, right, you, you just, oh, that's wow. something. And, and again, you made a really good point there because a lot of people don't understand that reality because I did also go back to school later on. And it's that reality of I want to change my career. I want to change my life because I, I did. I went through all this for that. But the reality of the life is you can't just up and leave and up and change career or take a pay cut right away or lose exactly. benefits or so a lot of people that don't see that will say, well, why aren't they? They're just sitting on the degree. But the reality is it's not necessarily possible right away. So it's good advice to give younger 
kids and they might not get it because I know we were told this when we were younger. <laughs> we're just like, exactly. ah, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but something will stick and they will appreciate that. Um, I just hmm? go ahead. Oh, no, I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, I'm just curious to know. Can you tell us if, uh, you know, how many times have you been told that you do a great job as a dad and not just a weekend dad, but as a, <laughs> as a dad? Uh, <laughs> how many times are you told? <laughs> uh, um, I get told I'm a good weekend dad a lot. <laughs> I can't believe that. I just had to say it because that, that just floored me when you said it. I'm like, I can't believe it. <laughs> But um, I actually, I, I do get a lot of compliments and I, I'm learning to really take the compliments in stride because everyone isn't, doesn't have bad intentions. You know, some people really do look at it and say, wow, you know, I really like what you're doing. And like I said, I do understand it, you know, because there are a lot of kids that don't have dads, and, uh, you know, me being one of them and well, and I'll even say that about my dad. My dad has made an effort. And I love my dad right now. We talk every week now. And uh, as I've gotten older, we have built a great relationship. So a uh, shout out to my dad. But uh, growing up, that wasn't something that I saw. But I just do think it's really important right now. Um, I, I, for me to, be, to learn to accept those compliments, because there are a lot of people that, that do do that. You know, they do. Hello. There's a kid walking by my house. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they I, I do get the compliments. And like I say, you know, so I I've learned to just take them and you know, it just sometimes just random people. Uh one day I was walking down the street with my kids. We would just went on a walk, and this woman drove past us. And she turned the car around and she came back and she was like, young man, I really, really, really appreciate what you're doing. You know, and I just want to turn around and tell you that I just love to see you spending time with your children, putting in the quality time. And I was like, wow, thanks. You know, and it's, <laughs> you know, it's just something that people do a lot. You know, like I say, in the grocery store or I was in the library again with my kids earlier this week and the woman was the librarian told me that she was like, I just really like to see dads coming in with their kids. And, you know, you're making sure that reading is something that they do. And that's very important. And I just really appreciate you. So I hear it a lot, you know, from multiple people, guys at my job. Um, it's just, it happens a lot. So, you know, at, at times I just sometimes I'm like, are you just saying that because I'm black? <laughs> but, uh, but you know I, and I'm learning to just really be able to accept that you know because everyone everyone doesn't have bad intentions you know so I'm I'm really learning yeah. to just accept it that's good take the compliment even if you think it's a little shady you just gotta take because <laughs> dads don't don't get they don't get compliments that often I find and it's important to take them um what what would you say uh, what kind of advice or, or support you think that um men would need when they're about to become fathers you know when they're this is the first one it's terrifying it's exciting it's all sorts of stuff what kind of advice or support do you think that uh, men need when they're about to become dads 
Uh, I would say, oh, so much. <laughs> um, I think for me, the biggest thing was learning, learning your kid, your child's cry, learning that <clears throat> children have different cries. Um, yeah. I used to panic every time my baby would cry. Oh my God, I would panic. And so my wife and I, we would alternate, you know, one night she stays up with the child. The next night I stay up with the child. So I remember one night it was my night and, you know, I'm up two, three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, at that time she was little, you know, she was still eating three times a night, um, well, every three hours. And, you know, I woke her up, I fed her and she was just crying, crying, crying. I'm like, oh my God, is she about to die? <laughs> I'm like maybe there's something wrong with it maybe she's about to yeah. die and you know she was maybe maybe a week old maybe a little over a week and so I called my mom and I was like Ma I think uh, I can't get the baby to stop crying I think I'm about to take her back to the hospital and my mom was like to the hospital <laughs> she was like she was yeah. like I was like, I know I, I, I fed her, you know, I birthed her, you know, I'm walking around carrying her and I'm, I'm doing everything. And she just won't stop crying. I think it's something wrong. And she was like, boy, she might have gas. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you, you should go to Walgreens and go and buy her some gas X. And I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, I packed her, got her put her in the uh, car seat, drove down the street because Walgreens is right down the street from my house. And what I found, I found out two things that night. I found out that if you get in the car with the kids, mm. and you drive, they will go to sleep. Yes. So she was crying all that time. Once I got her in the car, one minute down the street, she was asleep. And I was like, huh? It's been like 30 minutes. So... Uh, I went in the store. I got the gas X. We got back home. I gave her a little bit of that. And she let out her poop and <laughs> went to sleep. I was like, wow, that's so simple, man. But, you know, thankfully, my mom told me what she told me because I was really considering taking her to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, gee, there has to be something wrong with her. <laughs> and so, so, you can you can laugh about it now, but it was it was real when it was happening. It was real. Yeah. It was, yeah. you know, just knowing that type of stuff. And as I, once I got to my second child with my son, I knew like when he cried, I'm just like, he's just crying because he wants someone to hold him or he's, he's crying because he's hungry or he's crying because he needs to be changed. I found out the different cries of his and I, yeah. I, I just knew, you know, people would hear the baby crying. I'm like, oh, there's nothing wrong with him. He's all right. He's cool. <laughs> He just he wants he wants me to hold him. He's trying to get my attention. You know, yeah. but there's other times when they, there's really something wrong with them, and I just knew the crowd. I'm like, wait, there's something wrong this time. So yeah. um, I would say that because you that's a real panic button that you can hit. You know, when you can't get the baby to stop crying, you know, and it yeah. messes with your with your uh, psyche. You know, just psychologically, it can really bother you. Oh yeah, uh, you feel so powerless and and helpless and as a dad especially because you feel like that as a mother too but as a dad I can only imagine you're supposed to be the protector you know when the mm -hmm. and you this child has got you like I, you just have no idea of thinking what, 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 
kind of dad am I going to be if I can't even make it stop crying? So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good advice. Know the cries and, and call your mom. Yeah. <laughs> or your dad. But yeah, yeah they will know and uh, listen to them because they know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I asked this question uh, at every interview because I made a promise to a little girl that uh, kids are asked this question all the time. And she was interviewing adults for a school project about three, four years ago. And the adults wouldn't answer and she would get frustrated. Yeah. And her mom was just like, you know, maybe you should stop asking because it's obviously not a question. She's like, no, somebody's going to get it. When she asked me, I answered and she got all excited. <laughs> and so, uh, I told her that for every interview, I would ask the same thing. And that question is, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> Ooh. What do I want? I'm still trying <laughs> an to easy figure it out. I am trying to figure it out, man. I, oh, I'm 33 and still trying to figure it out. You know, uh, I will say this, and my wife agrees. She would agree. I would love to just talk for my life when I grow up. Just talk for a living. I would do that every day, all day, just talk and meet people. And I would do that for the rest of my life if I could and get paid for it. Oh, my God. I would do that all day. <laughs> Sign me that's up. A, that's a dream. And you're doing it. It's some, you're somehow doing it now. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a good that's a good thing to do. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, I like about asking this question is because. Uh, you know, when you're not a child, I understand now how hard it is for a child to answer to because we can't even answer. It. <laughs> but exactly. that we're actually picking stuff that we want to do, as opposed to oh, I want to be a firefighter or I want to, you know, the, the typical stuff. But we're actually thinking about stuff we actually want to do. So it's a fun question to ask. Um, I really appreciate everything that you shared tonight. It, it's um, it's going to help a lot of people. And I just wanted to know for anybody who wants to listen in on your show, um, you know, to reach out or to, to follow you, where can they reach you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Dad Can We Talk. Um, you can also find me on Facebook uh, by my name, my Anthony Rishad Ray. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Dad Can We Talk. You can find me on TikTok at Dad Can We Talk. I don't use that as much. You can find me on Twitter at Dad Can We Talk. I don't use that one as much. And um, if you want to find the podcast, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can find me on my website at www.dadcanwetalk.com. Um, all my episodes are streaming there. Uh, my YouTube page is also on there. Or you can just go to YouTube and type in Dad Can We Talk. Um I'm usually I'm just everywhere. If you go on Google and just type in dad, can we talk? I usually come up within the uh, first three entries. And yeah, that's how you can find me or you can email me at dad. Can we talk at Gmail? Nice. Oh, thank you. And I'll, I'll add those in the description of this episode and that and then the comments as well. And I invite anybody who's listening as well to, to chime in and to talk with us and put in your comments, you know, uh, don't be afraid to, to, to tell us how what you think about all this. And if you have any wisdom you'd like to pass on, uh, we'd always appreciate it. So I want to thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It was, I could talk to you all day about yeah. this stuff, and I love the work that you do. So thank you again uh, for joining in. And, and for everybody listening, until next time, stay safe, stay awesome, and we'll talk soon. Thank you.